Hey there, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. But before I take you to your show, I have a very small request to make. Do check out the other episodes that we have created so far. And as you know, we are available on all major music and podcast streaming apps across the world. So whichever podcasting platform you're listening to, do hit the follow button and leave us a rating as that will help us improve our content and reach a wider audience. And with that, welcome to the show. Hey there, yes, I'm talking to you. So as you're there in this podcast, this is about finance and wealth management and uh, the views shared by the speaker and the guest is very generic and not directed to an individual or suggested for a person. So you please do your research and due diligence in case you are there into investments and markets and everything. So please do your own research. And this podcast is just for sharing a brief information. Thank you so much and welcome to the show. Well, early in the morning here in Mexico, the temperature is 7 degrees approx. There's no sunlight yet. And a cup of tea in my hands, ladies and gentlemen. In India, it's all festivals around the corner, lights, crackers, sweets. In Australia, we are having a very important India versus Pakistan match, which is going to have to be tomorrow. In UK, there's no prime minister. Okay, that was not necessary. <laughs> and amidst all of these things these super important events around the world we are here with our podcast with all honesty and we can't help we have to do it so priya uh welcome to the show as always my co-host hello hello from india super enthusiastic she has tracked several ranges of sahadri and himalayas <laughs> by now i think and uh, really energetic about the festive season uh would you like to wish the festivals to our audience priya first of all uh, very happy dhanteras ke ji we are to you and to every listener out there so yeah i'm back in town and it was such a huge journey to cover because we had to change buses and all me and my sister yeah. let's see uh, our parents were very happy to see us back alive damn that's really looking that's forward for uh, yeah yeah <laughs> okay hmm. since it's dhanteras in diwali one thing we all you know since our childhood we have uh, um seen it or heard it that people talk about finance when it comes to dhanteras or diwali there is the goddess lakshmi that is um you know that is celebrated basically so we have a very exceptional guest with us like uh i've known him for quite some time now and our finance expert so vibhav bhai just just say hello to our audience and just talk about yourself now it's it's your podcast it's all yours mm-hmm. own it now hi kg hi priyanka hi everyone wishing you all a very happy dhanteras and a very happy diwali great also so, what uh, better day to call uh, vibhor in our podcast dhanteras it is and uh, we know how much importance it holds when it comes to thing or uh, spending your investments here on this occasion so let's just begin with uh, our interesting questions and every uh, thought sure. we have had yes so yeah before we uh, like dig into the questions and the money part of it um vibhav bhai would you like to just introduce yourself what are you doing where are you from and uh, what what has been your background how how come you got into a finance in in the finance industry and how yes. how has the journey been so far uh, i mean uh, you know after graduation i got into a it industry and uh, you know i worked there for around two and a half years you know uh, but i actually i always wanted to get into finance uh, you know more you know towards money because uh, i believe i have always been uh, you know i have, i have always been good with numbers and you know uh, yeah. making money for myself and for others it's an exciting career option that you can you can explore so even uh, when i was working with tcs uh, i was thinking or i was preparing for uh, cat and all those kind of exams so that i can you know uh, switch my career from it to finance and now i am working as an assistant vice president in anandrathi wealth limited uh, we are a listed company uh, last december we got we got listed and we are the only pure play wealth management outfit in india we wow. are managing uh, you know uh, all the rich people's money in india and abroad 
so that is my background so all the rich money um, <laughs> rich people priya not me and you all right <laughs> there we are uh, fact check okay yes so yeah th- this this is uh, like really amazing to know that you switched your career from um, uh, like computers and it to straight to finance because this is mm-hmm. something we all like in a way we want to know a lot about it but we the finance structure or the financial education in india as per me is only what we hear from others only right. what someone else is telling me okay this is what you should do with your money and we do that we don't have a self uh, educatory model as of now where okay. finance is not taught in basic finance is not taught in school curriculums i think till 11 12th it's not taught n- neither in the okay. graduation colleges which i think yeah. should be a subject at least in one semester of uh, the graduation because okay. immediately after that people are getting into jobs and nowadays so earlier um in like our parents generation or like way early in early 2000s it wasn't that people coming out of the colleges got a lot of salary and uh, uh, immediately they had plans of investment and those things i mean i'm talking especially about the indian scene but nowadays they are getting a hefty amount of money and uh, people of that young age if they don't know how to use it it just might not be um, a very sustainable thing for them so anyway nowadays it has become more important and i'll not do any more talking now because if i start <laughs> i won't stop so yeah priya mm-hmm. let's go straight with the yeah. question now that you have like to request everything you have explained how much it, it is important to start investing in our 20s like early uh, early 20s when we just start Uh, earning whatever the amount is so my question is vibhor when a person just started earning and uh, you know uh, what are the basics one should know about investment like uh, now that most of us are millennials who are just ending towards the era gen z are most mm-hmm. more prepared than us that is uh, for sure but uh, get we mm-hmm. wanted to know what are the basics one should know and uh, whenever the amount the we need to talk about the division of amounts how mm. exactly should it be done and uh, how can the person be relied that okay the, the source is the source is reliable and i can uh, put my money on so right just just to add to what uh, priya said before you start answering mm. is like for a newcomer absolute newcomer who maybe just a gen z or somebody who is in his 30s how to start how to uh, understand where what are the sources to read about it and learn to basically get started with the money and the investment things okay. yeah over to you sure sure so you know uh, priyanka and kg i believe uh, you know whenever we are thinking of doing any investments mm-hmm. the first question that should come to our mind is why are we doing this you know what is the need of doing investments true so it it uh, you know it uh, it totally depends on from person to person uh, if somebody is rich he wants to pass on his legacy to his next generation if somebody is in you know if somebody is from middle class family he wants to create wealth for his generation and also for his next generation and similar to this uh, you know somebody uh, would be having goal of his child's marriage or you know retirement uh, vacation so and so forth yeah. or even the house purchase so even as wealth managers uh, we do also the same thing you know we try to understand the objective of the clients and you know um, what is their risk profile how much returns they are expecting and you know based on all this their their inputs we prepare a plan you know we we can prepare a strategy to achieve those kind of goals so broadly if you see all these investments you know they are divided into only four uh, asset class okay these asset classes are what first one is real estate the second is equity mm-hmm. third is gold and fourth is fixed income in fixed income uh, we generally refer as uh, you know fixed deposits or you know corporate bond these kind of things comes under debt asset class which is fixed income asset class you know yeah and uh, the newest ca- category in this one uh, you know uh, say the fifth asset class 
uh, which has come nowadays is the cryptocurrency. Correct. No, I yeah. Won't, I, yeah. So I won't be talking much about uh, cryptos because you know even for me it is uh, a very complicated subject. I I currently don't know the fundamentals, course, which is course, yeah. So for me, there are only four asset classes: real estate, equity, gold, and debt. Right. right. So. Uh, you know, if you, uh, as you rightly mentioned, uh, you know, our previous generation was more towards, uh, they have not seen much and now people are getting hefty amounts of in their salaries. Yeah. So if you would have observed that generation older than us or our parents generation, they generally suggest you to buy a property or, you know, put some, uh, put your savings into FDs or LICs policy, those kind of uh, investment vehicles. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, mostly our generation is, uh, you know, it's tending towards stocks or mutual funds, those kind of investments. Right. And uh, I think, uh, you know, after introduction of, you know, all these new tech, uh, new tech uh, companies like Zerodha, Grow, etc., there, uh, you know, after the introduction of these, all these, you know, investments in stocks and mutual funds have increased only. They have not decreased, right? Yeah. I have seen, uh, you know, both the generation, a lot of people don't have proper knowledge of these things, you know, what exactly. they should invest. Exactly. Some people make uh, money for some two, three weeks and then they start even suggesting people which, you know, which stock to buy, uh, where to invest, all those kind of tips and all. Uh, you know, knowing that they have mastered uh, or thinking that they have mastered the skill of technical charts, you know, and exactly uh, one fine day, uh, one fine day, all their money gets swept away because of this, uh, you know, uh, technical charts are not, are not the only thing I would say, you know, that helps you making consistent returns in the market. This is one right. of the parameter of, uh, uh, you know, predicting stock market through technical charts and all those kind of parameters, but this is not the whole factor. Only, or, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not the whole thing. Yeah, right. So before, thing. Mike, before, yes. before you like uh, dig deep into this, like <clears throat> you mentioned four asset classes, okay? Uh, like okay. real estate, equity, there's uh, fixed income gold. and the, gold. Hmm. Gold. So um, I would like talk about, so real estate, okay, it's the old traditional way, like our parents always used to invest or want to invest uh, suggested us to invest in uh, real estate and there are forefathers it, it's coming from generations like real estate yeah. is the only source of yes. investment mm -hmm. now people are like you mentioned are more invested in more interested in uh, investing in uh, stock markets and mutual funds and other things would you like uh, okay so for our listeners who are uh, very new to investment so equity is basically the stock market. Okay. It mm -hmm. can, so there are different ways to invest in equity, right? right. And uh, there, I mean, with every investment, there's a risk that is involved. So I would like uh, you to talk like for, for a very basic layman person, for a newbie in this, how can we um, like divide our money? And how can we start with, like, what, what would you suggest to start off with? I mean, real estate cannot be the very first investment, right? It's a, it's yes. It needs a huge amount of money. So where to start with, basically? Yes. So, uh, you know, uh, before uh, getting into specific strategy or, you know, where you should put your money, real estate, gold and, uh, you know, equity or fixed income, the yeah. first or the foremost rule of investing is to grow your money more than the inflation that you are subjected to. Correct? True. Mm. True. The inflation or the CPI inflation number in currently, in... right? If you belong to mm -hmm. a middle class family and you're thinking uh, to upgrade your lifestyle from middle class to maybe upper middle class, right? Then the products that you are consuming, you know, or the uh, things that you are consuming would be different from the, uh, you know, 90, 90, 80% uh, of the people, right? So you're paying two, 3% extra to consume those kind of products because their inflation, those basket of goods have a higher inflation than the CPI inflation. Okay. So if the government inflation number is 7% and you want to upgrade your lifestyle, so you're paying two, 3% extra over it, right? So Correct. the inflation number for you would be 10%, seven plus three, 10%. Approx, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So now uh, the thing is, this is the uh, benchmark, this is the threshold for you, right? 
to keep or to grow more than the inflation now yeah. uh, we'll see you know uh, what are the investments how can we derive to a particular strategy where should we start with now that we beat with, the inflation correct the first and the foremost objective is to beat the inflation right yes. to beat yes. the inflation you, uh, you know the, you can you can keep an objective of make, maybe 12 13% right now right. to achieve to 12% you can opt from uh, you know any of these four in, uh, asset classes that i just mentioned mm-hmm. right so let's suppose if that 12% objective and uh, you know you are a, a low risk uh, person right I, i can suggest you with a 30 70 kind of ratio 30% equity and 20% into fds because these are the you know you 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 just you don't need to put whole your money in you can start with sip systematic investment plans those kind of things where yeah. you don't need to put lump sum money directly right okay. so 30 70 if your risk profile is around maybe lower low risk person then 30 70 or a medium risk person to 50 to 50 and if you are a high risk person you can go with 80 20 as well right so Uh, a lot of uh, you know you must have read about it or even as wealth manager we suggest that uh, you know don't put all your eggs in one basket you know a yeah. platter of different products be- belonging to de- these four different asset classes uh, would be something that you can opt for to achieve whatever your inflation is your, your inflation let's suppose it is 10% this your inflation would be different uh, you know for you and uh, this inflation number would be different for priyanka it is different right. for me so yeah. the first yeah. step for you right if i compute my inflation number the only, the uh, planning i have to do is to grow then more than 10% or better than the inflation number then i have to sure, yeah. come down to which product should i choose is real estate a good investment vehicle to get me 12% return the answer would be no because you know the hardly the rental yield is 1.5% in india and you cannot uh, you cannot expect more than 4 to 5% uh, capital appreciation so those kind of things you have to see how can you get to 12 to 13% kind of consistent return with lesser risk portfolio right right that's the very first goal yes then everything boils down to the second step which strategy should you choose you know uh, along with it as i mentioned 30 70 50 50 80 20 along with it there are n number of things like leveraging using uh, derivatives in your portfolio to increase the return on investments mm-hmm. hedging to protect uh, downside of your portfolio so those kind of things can be uh, these kind of things uh, you know can be the second step the first the first the first step is to compute the inflation number for yourself sure yeah i mean that yeah that makes sense because uh, um i because i what i researched so far and with my investment it's all like uh, nobody has told me what to do and what not to do neither have i seeked help for this but what mm-hmm. i have understood is like exactly your point the inflation every year the government releases it becomes 7% and for individuals it may vary from 7 to 12 7 to 11% yes so um for me to beat inflation i have to get more money out of what i'm saving so if i put it in a savings account or an fd i'll get 3 to 5% so i'm Correct. still 5% behind the uh, market yes. so i have yes. to start investing in a way in some or yes. i have to put my money somewhere where i get at least 12% or 13% so that i'm at least in line with the inflation or i'm beating it by a percent or two i'm not Correct. depreciating my money so yeah this is the, like yeah uh, yeah go ahead go ahead people yeah as i mentioned the platter of those products should give you a weighted average return of 12 to 13% some products will give you 5 6% some products will give you 15 16% the but the overall portfolio for yes. you should give you 12 to 13% understood understood yeah that that completely uh, like makes sense and uh, like okay so we have understood the investment strategies it it mostly depends on your risk profile like if you are a high risk taker you can go for like 80 20 or 70 30 if you are an average you can go 50 50 or so i understand uh, this i mean it completely depends on the individual and we cannot just suggest somebody right here on the podcast yes. because a person uh, before the podcast texted me um he wanted to understand like how much should he invest out of his monthly income so again that's a very individual uh, question Correct. 
um it completely depends on what your needs are and what your expenses are on a monthly yeah. basis and how you can save out of it and then out of the savings that you are doing what's your risk profile how much are you opting yeah. to risk risk it what is their All goal right. and those thing how how much they have the time duration to achieve those kind of objective should be the you know question that uh, we should ask them or they should ask themselves so based on those things we should uh, evaluate a strategy for themselves exactly um okay again this is again a very layman question according to you according to a wealth manager you are of course managing a lot of uh, uh, wealthy people in and around the country uh, some of them might be cxos of their respective firms and big businesses uh what is the best investment strategy that mm-hmm. you would suggest what is the best investment for uh, a person so we understand that our goal is to beat inflation the very first goal mm-hmm. okay yeah. how can we uh, like start in a way where we are not only beating the inflation but we are also developing a sustainable model of investment which can run on a longer term like um i'll i'll give you a very uh, vague example like um a, a friend of mine was at one time saving 20000 rupees a month and out of 20000 he was investing in mutual funds 15000 so he wasn't left with enough money at the end of the month because of the investments i don't know if that's a right approach or a wrong approach but how according to you as a wealth manager how would you suggest uh basically to strategize this on a longer term so uh, you know uh, as a thumb rule what uh, i don't think this you know one size fits all uh, you know works in finance but uh, yeah, for yeah. me what i am doing for myself is uh, i ensure that around 25% of my monthly towards I would go towards uh, all these monthly expenses, but twenty five percent should go towards my savings or investments. Okay. That is made for myself. These thumb rules totally depend on the kind of expenses that you have. You know, uh, from person to person. Maybe somebody can save up to fifty percent for their investments. Maybe somebody can save only five percent of their monthly salary. So thumb True. rule I have made for myself. It's twenty five percent. It could vary from person to person. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Priya, go ahead. Vibhor, all these terms, for example, uh, you said a naive lump sum. All these terms. Okay. When a person starts, uh, like dividing his money or her money to some uh, investment, uh, like purposes, the terms which you are using, risk portfolio, and all of these things, how he or she should mm-hmm. be prepared with this. i mean i have seen people questioning um, where do you invest first of all and then how do you decide which one is better this is second but then they come to very basic thing how what is exactly equity what is exactly this how to calculate risk portfolio because they are earning for example more than mm-hmm. uh, 30k per month and they now are living with their parents i am talking about the era where we were in pandemic mm-hmm. so yes, at yes. that time also they they got to know that people are invest investing in some other fields and they know these terms how to gather this information you should be prepared with such such things because all of these terms sound like f- for those naive people who hated mathematics it's like that so mm-hmm. uh it's just uh, yeah. how we should be prepared with these terms it all sounds very good but uh, we actually don't know what what these mean so yeah. when you said okay. risk portfolio when you said uh, you can have your own uh, inflation uh, depending on inflation rate you can divide these things very basic if you can tell that yes, as sure. inflation is arriving so just just let us know uh, the one who's listening to this particular podcast what should okay. he be aware of so uh, so i i'll first start with the inflation right so inflation is uh, let's suppose if i'm purchasing if i'm going for a i'm planning to go to dubai right and mm-hmm. going to dubai or and uh, being in dubai costing me 100 rupees let's suppose in this year right if i am 
deferring my visit to Dubai for the next year, then it might cost me one ten, right? Because mm -hmm. of uh, flight charges, uh, hotel charges would definitely increase next year, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe visiting Dubai this year would cost me hundred rupees. Maybe next year it would cost me one ten rupees, right? So yes. if my money, if I have saved hundred rupees for Dubai visit. If it does not reaches to one ten next year, then mm. I am better off visiting Dubai this year, right? Not to right. Uh, deferring and deferring my uh, option to next year. Then mm. the first thing or the first option uh, or the first thing that I should keep in mind is that my hundred rupees saving should reach minimum to minimum one ten rupees next year, so that. Whatever I was planning, I should remain or I I should be going Dubai next year. It should reach minimum one ten rupees. So that is the inflation for you. Whatever you are consuming today, it will, you know, uh, it will keep growing on a certain percentage rate for the next year. It you know uh, the prices of those goods will appreciate for the next year. Currently in India, if it the infla if the infla inflation is seven percent, you are going to buy a one kg of sugar cost you hundred rupees. The next year it will cost you one one zero seven, right? So mm -hmm. this is the inflation. So when you calculate your inflation, maybe you know to, to all those goods which you consume for you know for a particular month, then that particular basket of goods, how much it would cost you next month, or how much it would cost you next year. If you just compare between these two, what is the cost previous year and what is the cost for this year, it will give you what is the inflation for you. Right. Am I? Am I? Uh, am I? Yes. Clear? You are. Uh, yes. You yeah. are. And this, in a way, also the government uh, tells on an average that the country has uh, had an inflation of this much percentage. Is it something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, RBI. All, all publishes this inflation figure every month every bi-monthly uh, they publishes this so recently in last days back or four days back the number came was 7.4 percent in india okay okay so understood if you, are, uh, you know um last year would have uh, yeah. so that was the meaning of that 7.4 percent mm -hmm. totally get it so Priya, what was the other thing that um, I just uh, I was taking notes uh, before this, so uh, I just thought of asking you. Moving on to another very much talked about uh, question, which people desire of having uh, a house of their own, but uh, mm -hmm. there still is a dilemma: should we buy or should we rent? So, what is your take on this? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I'll just add to the this question what Priya has asked. A lot of people in our generation, first, um, let's say in our friend circle, our group, they're not very sure of buying a house, even if they're making that much money. Okay, they mm -hmm. might just want it to invest in stock markets, in FDs, or uh, you know, keep their money in savings account they do, because they might not have an idea of investment in that case. But they're not really keen on buying a house. They're okay with renting it because they know that they're going to have a job which is which needs mobility, which they, they might have to move or shift from one place to another. So buying a house at a particular city will might kill the opportunities. All of these questions come into mind. So what would you suggest? What's, what's the finance think tank across the country is thinking about right now so uh, in my personal opinion uh, in rent a house for sure but uh, you know there are many people who think that buying a house is the last goal that uh, you know they want to tick off yeah. the list and that is absolutely uh, their choice but you know when i uh, you know uh, why renting a house is better option is because Rental yield is all, uh, you know, hardly one and a half to two percent. What I mean by rental yield is, let's suppose, uh, you know, I am paying twenty five thousand per month for the house that I am staying in. Okay. This particular house, uh, the market value of this house is around one and a half cr, one point five cr, right? Okay. So twenty month. So on for the whole year, I would be paying three lakhs, right? Twenty five thousand into twelve yeah. would be three lakhs. 
So three lakhs divided by one and half crores would be hardly two percent, correct? Yeah. Yes. So two percent is the rental yield that I am paying to live in this kind of, right? Yeah. But if I just go and uh, you know uh, thinking of buying this house, I I would be paying around uh, I would be taking a loan of around eight and eight and a half percent. Right, and the EMI comes to me. Uh, come to me was around. Was it would come at around one lakh rupees a month. Yeah. So one lakh rupees a month, I am paying for the next twenty years, right? Got it. And here I am just give a you know uh, taking this house on a two percent rental yield. So rest of the money, let's suppose if I am uh, you know just comparing both these option, option one and option two, I am giving a I am uh, you know uh, paying a rent of twenty five k. And investing say in Not a particular equity or equity scheme or direct. We will boil down to what what are these options? Let's suppose I am yeah. investing seventy five in equities that can fetch me fifteen percent per annum return, right? And right. the first or and the second option with me is to pay one lakh rupees as a EMI to buy that house, right? After. i would be having this house this particular house of 1 and 1/2 crores will you know because of you know there are so many fundamental changes that is going on this real estate sector you have seen you know gst has uh, come demonetization yeah. rera benami property act so earlier what used to happen there were three kind of investors in real estate one who used to park black money the second one who used to consume that real estate or who wants to stay in that real estate right. and the yeah. third one who wants to invest in that real estate for rental income so earlier these were the only three people who used to invest in real estate correct yeah now right. after all these fundamental changes you know the thing that i have mentioned demonetization gst all those things now what they have done is they have uh, you know taken out two investors from these three now people are not parking black money because of so many uh, you know increase in the regulations now people are not investing in real estate from rental income because the the rental income it itself is hardly 1 and 1/2 to 2% right right so rental income and black, for, to park black money is not the motivation anymore the only mot motivation for people is if they are going to stay in that property so right. so for people who wants to go and want to uh, you know pay in the money they can mm. choose a house but all those people who you know who, uh, who wants to you know explore in or experiment in their career they they don't know what in which city they are going to settle in for all those guys i don't think you know buying and uh, you know state would be a better option renting a real estate would be better option for all these right i mean or uh, totally makes sense from uh, your explanation because uh, very rightly mentioned that earlier buying a property maybe a land or a house was basically restricted to three kind of people the black money imposters or someone who's actually willing to live and someone who's doing it for a rental basis so uh, i mean this is this could be something totally uh, from one particular sector because um a lot of people i know a lot of or from our ancestrals um ancestors you know they used to buy a property in in the hope that maybe in few years this area is going to get developed and we are going to sell it at a double price or something so they thought that the return that they are going to yield from um you can say a real estate is going to be extremely more than what you might get from stock and uh, equity or those kind of investments so would you like to talk a little bit about the return aspect of uh, real okay. estate and what's what's happening around that yes so you know uh, i have seen a lot of investors you know who had invested in real estate and they are very happy about their investments i'll just uh, wanted to ask them that first calculate everything i mean you know uh, english or hindi can be uh, you know uh, it it should not be the right language to talk in mathematics should be the right language to talk in sure. so if they if they are you know just calculate how much return 
these years they have made in terms of CAGR, compounded annual growth rate. Let's suppose I, uh, you know, uh, I have invested one lakh of rupees in two thousand, right? And mm -hmm. now after twenty-two years, it has become ten lakhs or fifteen lakhs, right? So there is a particular CAGR, CAGR return that you can compute out of this investments. If it is more than you know twenty twenty-five percent, then you can say that you know the uh, you know the investment that you have done was right because whenever we invest okay i'll um, maybe i'm you know whenever we invest we have three options to you know or we are uh, you know three sub decision that we are taking whenever we take any mm -hmm. particular decision let's suppose you have one crkg right mm -hmm. now you have the option to invest that one cr where would you invest so for me I would like straight away put fifty percent of it in stocks and mutual funds, straight up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with, without rest, having a thought, just without having a thought. So mm -hmm. this is Tell like it. this is how I'm programmed in my head. I may be completely wrong. You can educate me about that. But yes. let's say if I get a lump sum amount of one cr, uh, one crore Indian rupees, fifty percent of it, that is fifty. Lakhs, five hundred thousand, five million Indian rupees would go straight to mutual funds and equity stocks, okay. direct and stocks. Rest fifty percent, and the rest fifty percent. Let's say some amount of money I would use in uh, in self like leisure or uh, going on a vacation, buying things. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say ten percent of it or twenty percent of it could be used for that. Rest thirty percent, I would want to explore more investment options. Like nowadays, um, um, I mean, we won't go deep into it, but there's a new segment of investment that people are exploring is angel investing, investing okay. into startups and seed companies, right? Okay. So um, I would want to explore that also. It's not mm -hmm. that I want to be that person, but in case I have that amount of money, which I have nothing to do in general. Of course, like a uh, uh, few things we all and i want you to talk about it maybe towards the end of the show is uh, we should always have enough money so that if uh, that could cover our medical expenses and our family's medical expenses you know in case of any emergency so i would maybe mm -hmm. keep the rest of the 20 25% 30% money for those things or would try to in invest in something else i mean would like mm -hmm. to explore that area sure. yeah so uh, you know when you mentioned that 50% of your one year would straight go to mutual funds or uh, equities or direct stocks you know yeah. you are saying uh, you are taking uh, let's suppose you are one year you are 50% you are putting into mutual funds and direct equity and rest angel investment or private equity startup investments okay correct just keeping aside uh, all uh, your uh, you know leisure expenses aside right <laughs> so this is the uh, you know the decision that you took was equity as an asset class you chose equity as an asset class right yeah that is the first sub decision that you took in your mind you could right. have chosen real estate you could have chosen fixed income or mm. gold right but you have chosen equity as an asset class out of these four asset class yeah that was the first sub decision that you took the second sub decision that you took was whether i should put money into equity mutual funds put into stocks or put into private equity or you know startup investments that was the second sub decision that you took we call Correct. it as security selection Correct. right the first was asset allocation the second was security selection and now the third whether you will put your money today tomorrow day after tomorrow six months later those kind of decisions right so whenever True. you are taking any decision it is consists of three sub decisions right so we have seen or you know three scientists in us they uh, did a research on this that most of the long term returns depends on the right asset allocation not on the security selection so okay. if your asset allocation is right then most of the returns comes from that decision only security selection will come later into the picture it will not be the primary reason of your long term returns so i'll uh, i'll just uh, you know elaborate what i just mentioned sure so let's suppose uh, kg and priyanka you have two options you know uh, you know kg you are putting uh, out of one cr let's suppose you are putting 80 lakhs into fds 
राइट ओके और एंड ट्वेंटी लैक्स इन टू रियल स्टेट ठीक है एंड प्रियंका यू आर पुटिंग एटी लैक्स इन टू रियल स्टेट एंड ट्वेंटी लैक्स इन टू एफ डीज एंड यू आर सिटिंग इन टू थाउजेंड राइट लास्ट यू नो फाइव टेन ईयर्स लेट सपोज Your real estate KG, where you have put twenty lakhs, it's appreciated five x times, right? Mm-hmm. Your real estate has become five x, whereas Priyanka's real estate has become only three x times. You know, after ten okay. years, who would be richer? Right, I'll I'll be maybe richer. No, <laughs> will not be richer. Priyanka will be richer because even after, you know, his real estate is just multiplying by three x times. because she has put more money towards more real estate mm. that mm-hmm. is why she is now yeah right so this was the second you know even after your uh, security selection uh, selection was better than priyanka because your property is appreciated 5x times she, uh, her property was appreciated 3x times only your security selection decision was better but your asset allocation was not better than mm. her not that right that is why yeah. she is richer than you so most of the long term returns comes from right asset allocation not from security selection so all those decisions of private equity equity mutual funds direct stocks will be the second decision or the second priority that you should you know uh, prefer and sure. i have seen with a lot of bankers or you know who are uh, into this business they talk mostly about uh, let's buy this stock okay tomorrow this will give you 10% return those kind of decisions but they yeah, don't yeah. talk about their current asset allocation so if you just write down everything in your balance sheet you know how much currently your balance sheet is let's suppose you have invested some money in mutual fund some money in lics those kind of things there would be a particular number for each and every one balance sheet for me mm-hmm. it would be let's suppose uh, you know 50 lakhs So now fifty lakhs is divided into this, 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 this investment. Some uh, let's suppose twenty, twenty uh, lakhs into FDs, twenty lakhs into mutual funds, twenty lakhs into FDs. Those kind right. of uh, distribution I have. Now this particular distribution would be have a particular growth rate, like my direct suit, uh, direct equity is growing at ten percent rate, right? Twenty percent or twenty five percent of the overall balance sheet is into direct stock. It is growing at ten percent rate. Ten percent. Twenty five percent into mutual fund. It is growing at fourteen percent rate. 10 uh, 20% into fds it is growing at 5% rate so the weighted average of my return right if it is lesser than the inflation and i am talking about security selection in market timing then it does not make sense right because i am right. not even beating the inflation right so as a matter of fact the first thing we have to decide before getting into private equities or you know these uh, direct uh, stocks or equity mutual funds what is our current of my balance sheet then so, we'll uh, talk about uh, security selection what is okay. private equity investment those things mm mm-hmm. okay so yeah pia uh, you were saying i was just asking what is the game behind asset allocation uh, for example what is the current need what is the basic we should we should know uh, before before dividing so this is basically for somebody who's not seeking help of a uh let's say a chartered accountant or a yes. yeah a professional yeah, even for investor. even you know these are the things that one can uh, you know everybody can do yeah. just uh, need to find what is the right asset allocation as i mentioned those are the four uh, these are the only four asset class real estate does not make sense uh, for you or for the uh, you know people who are in their 30s to invest in because it will hardly fetch you you know 7 to 8% returns for all these people i believe we are in, yeah. you know uh, we are from middle uh, you know mm. uh, middle class background so for all of us we are seeking at least double digit returns 12 13 14 15% right. because True. we have to upgrade our lifestyles right true yes. so to achieve <coughs> double digit return if if real estate does not make sense fixed income or fds will fetch you only single digit return 5 6% and even gold you know the uh, we have seen gold you know appreciation in gold prices this is not because fundamentally gold is doing good it is just because the our currency our currency is depreciating so gold is also not not making sense fixed income is not making sense so the only option that we are left with is equities 
ट before you know evaluating any product out of all these that, that i mentioned direct equity equity mutual funds private equity alternative investment funds uh all these products you have to analyze on three parameters what is the expected rate of return expected rate of return means what this product will fetch you in next 3 to 5 years got it what is the risk associated with it risk associated it with uh, with it does not means high risk medium risk or low risk you have to calculate the standard deviation right okay. have, uh, you know we all have studied standard deviation in our 7th 8th class yes so you can measure risk in terms of standard deviation so if you if the standard deviation is very high that means that particular investment is high risk if the standard deviation is between you know 7 to 10% that means it's a medium risk kind of uh investment or asset if the standard deviation is less than 5% it is a low risk category so then second and third is what is the probability of making that kind of return right got it got it so let's suppose uh, you know i am a salesman uh, let's suppose i am coming to you in your product which will fetch you 15% return right but the probability of making return which i am not telling you of suppose the probability of making that particular return is only 30 to 40% right okay but a particular product is offering you 12% but the probability of achieving that 12% is almost 80% which one you right. prefer the one with 80% yes. probability correct so whenever we are buying any product because you know in all our lives different people will come to you they will try to sell us n number of things only three True. questions we have to ask them the date of return what is the probability and what is the risk associated with it if that particular guy is not answering you uh, is not answering these questions to you then you know uh, maybe you can switch to some somebody else sure <laughs> yeah we um, would that totally you know make sense i have like couple of more questions uh before we wrap this episode some very basic from layman terms from somebody um who's just starting in their career i'm not talking about veterans who are in their mm-hmm. 30s or 40s mm-hmm. um, but mostly about people who are just starting in their careers like 20 22 years old 25 years so uh let's say just what is the right time to start investing so what the reason why i'm coming here is because sometimes you need to save some money be secure financially uh, just in case you need some liquid amount uh, tomorrow right you need to have some insurance how would you um, like uh, educate them in that sense when to start investing what is the right amount of money that you should have as a backup before going for like equity or those kind of investments uh you know i think uh, the early start will better for you because you know we have we all have studied the compounding uh, interest formula and in in, in mm-hmm. that formula t always comes in you know uh numerator yeah when t comes in exponential form then that means that the law you know the more time that you are giving to your investments it will pay off you uh, you know even more so for all those people who are thinking of creation of wealth i would suggest that there are only two ways you can create your wealth or you can accumulate your wealth either you can increase your salary or your active income or the second is to increase your investments you are right. increasing your investments uh, you know maybe i won't suggest to go hard on yourself and you know don't you know uh, spend much and start saving i i won't recommend this but 
you know a certain percentage of whatever you are comfortable with you should uh, you know start investing or you should start saving those kind of, and insurance is must i, I totally believe that you know we are not uh, educated or we are not aware as a society about in, uh, insurance but as you are you know living in mexico you you must be aware that most of the people have insurances right, right. in us the penetration of insurance is you know more than 60 70% or 90% it's, it's a, i think more than mandatory because the health infrastructure yes. in most countries so developed that they say that Correct. we cannot afford from our local i mean regular incomes so they have to Correct. buy insurances they have to, to buy insurance insurance will come hardly at you know 2-3% premium uh, 2-3% premium means uh, what are you paying to get the benefits let's suppose if the benefit is of one CR you are paying hardly 1500 or 2000 per exactly. uh, month the premium is hardly anything and uh, you know the benefits, uh, the benefits yeah. is, are huge you know even if you are saving for your health uh, those kind of expenses the Time factor will started saving something and uh, uh, mm-hmm. today itself, it suppose. And after one year, something comes to you or some something bad happens to you. Your savings will not be enough, you know, to give you those kind of benefits. But the insurance will definitely give you those kind of, you know, uh, 20, 25 lakhs, whatever uh, the sum exactly. you have for yourself. So insurance is must for, uh, you know, each one of us, be it health insurance, life insurance, and that to life insurance. Don't fall into the prey of ULIPS, unit-linked insurance plans or, you know, uh, LICs, endowment plans. Go with term plans. Term life and put insurance. Your, yes, term insurances, term plans. And the rest of the money, you can invest directly into equities. Got because it. whenever, you know, uh, because I know <laughs> I am into from the same background of same industry where we use, you know, where we make these kind of products, all these insurance and all. I know... You know, for investors, it is not uh, good, but uh, from salesman point of view, you know, they are right. They will pitch you like anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how the business works mostly. Right. Uh, one, uh, like the very last question and a follow up question to um, what we just discussed about uh, the savings plan, um, about wealth creation. So basically, let's say if uh, there's a person with who's earning like 50,000 Indian rupees a month and it's do and the income is very consistent. Like you, you rightly mentioned, there are two ways, either to increase the investment or to increase the salary, increase the active income. Let's say if none of that is happening. Okay. The market is very volatile market. When I say the job industry is very volatile, there's a recession around the corner. People are scared of their jobs. And uh, the pandemic just happened a couple of years back where everything was, nobody was like having a clue what, what's coming their way. Uh, how to be financially secured in those times? Uh, mm-hmm. The first question. And uh, another question is, a lot of, like you can say with the... Um, um, you know, this involvement of reels in our lives and shorts in our lives, the short mediums of um, social media. People, mm-hmm. uh, like we have seen so many 30 seconds, 40 seconds clips of invest of people, uh, influencers coming on screen and saying that, okay, if you are in your 30s and you haven't started investing, you're already late, my friend. I mean, I don't get it. Like, I can, mm-hmm. uh, you are an investor, you can totally like slap me on this with all your knowledge. But let let me put it this way. If uh, I'm earning 25,000 rupees, most of India's average income would be 20, 25,000 when they start off. With, okay. We are not yeah. talking about uh, great IT companies or Google or Microsoft mm-hmm. or huge businesses paying them 50 lakhs an annum. But let's say on an average engineering colleges or medical colleges student, when they start they start at 20, 25,000 with internships and eventually they grow. And mm. if out of, and that's the first time they are like tasting money, right? So, and right. then if some influencer comes and say, like, this is the right time to start investing, start putting whatever money you have in mutual funds or stocks or crypto or this and that, how is that person going to live life? <laughs> if that person wants to travel to a place, wants to see things, wants to eat things, wants to buy things for them. Right. 
to those young people to those young minds who have just started to earn money just started to taste freedom of um you know finance in uh, in their lives what would you suggest them like uh, how sh- how should they proceed in this thing how uh, and do you think that these influencers on instagram or youtube what what are they trying to sell is right or wrong what what's your opinion on this see uh, they are right in a way that you know the more time that you give to the markets they will perform True. better but uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, it's totally not right on the uh, you know on somebody's front that you know they start uh, you know they started their job and their study their earnings and you know the first thing that comes to your mind or comes on youtube is that start saving those kind of you know all those yeah. advertisement that definitely you should you know uh, you should spend and that is what i believe uh, you know if you are not investing then uh, you are not spending then the urge of earning more will not come that that is my philosophy uh, so i think uh, you know i think don't worry about all those advertisement of saving 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 i think you should spend your money you should live your life to the fullest and whatever you can save you can save it, it yeah. you know as i it totally depends for someone it is uh, totally okay investing uh, 5% or 10% 15 20% of their monthly salary but don't uh, you know uh, go with that my friend is saving 25% so i should be also saving 25% this is not the right logic to go with exactly so and uh, the question that you asked that you know uh, since recession is around the corner those things then yes. one should have around you know uh, four to five months of savings available uh, to them you know in in case of you know paying slip or those kind of thing uh, you know if things are not working in your way then this is a time period you should uh, be having with you so that you can find a new job or you can think of uh, you know, figure out a way correct yeah. correct i think 4 to 5 months of uh, uh, you know monthly expenses should be invested into it comes all those your equity investments will also uh, you know get so that 3 4 months of expenses or monthly expenses should be lying in at mutual funds or into your savings account or into okay. even if fd got it god so just in case of emergency you should be able to access that money correct like correct, very easily because if recession curve then your invest uh, you have your investments is into equities that also will go, go down by 20 30% that does not make sense you know first you are uh, you know uh, said about your job and then you are seeing your portfolio is also down so that does not make sense so i think exactly that's what that's what happened for i mean a lot of people during the pandemic when they actually were investors they were having a great life suddenly yes. out of some reason a lot of big companies that we have heard even right now it's there in the news that meta has or microsoft has started to you know shortlist people that they want to lay off during the ongoing recession or the upcoming recession so all of those people were earning good amount of money until yesterday their portfolio yeah. they were having a good portfolio of investment a good savings account and everything suddenly the life changes you know and it, see money is directly related to your mind if yeah. if you're not having good amount of money in your account i i hardly believe that you will be in a right state of mind to uh, you know perform well in any other thing because mm-hmm. we we see that financial independence is so much important before choosing an alternate career Correct. if today i am not happy with what i am doing and i just want to start something of my own i need money it's yeah. not the so people say money cannot buy you happiness but of course it cannot buy you happiness but it can buy you so many other things and okay. it's exactly so important uh, to be financially stable and secure so that in case of crisis like a pandemic where things around you are not working well you you see your friends your family of uh, some extended relatives who are not doing well in life or their career is just like gone in a way overnight um how can you not be in that place how can you be stable even after the forces being against you so yeah that's that's um, pretty much my side of uh, you know understanding yeah. and uh, priya you you have something 
I mean, after uh, listening to everything and uh, Vibo, you won't believe my two pages of my uh, register, which I took out, uh, borrowed from my father, actually. I said, <laughs> I need a pen and I need a register from you. <laughs> and he was like, of course. And uh, I jotted, jotted some uh, very important points, which I'm going to apply uh, soon in my coming days. So two points which was really impactful, which I gathered from all the uh, information that you imparted. That uh, first, that it's never too late to start investing. It's never. Yeah. For example, Bhaiya said that there are many misleading, uh, also uh, very good information, which we gather from reels and short videos, that uh, uh, it's, it's late that you have not started your investment yet. Just start and the pressure is there. But the point is, it's never too late. Just start today. Second, have some boundary while spending your money. The taste of uh, having financial security is uh, real good. Uh, it's chaotic, but it's real good. So I'm going to thank you, Vibor, for giving us such good amount of time of yours. And, and uh, uh, making not day. just that, we are on air and uh, we take this promise from you that you are going to come back. And uh, mm -hmm. we are going to talk a lot about... so. Um, we had to keep this short because of your time, of course, uh, because we have the entire 24 hours doing nothing, me and Priya, mm -hmm. but you must be having a lot of important work. So what I, I wanted to talk more about, maybe we can have this in the next episode, is about the debt trap that credit cards create, the EMI options. Okay. Like you can buy a helicopter mm -hmm. for 500 rupees a month for <laughs> next 10,000 years. And right. <laughs> I, I, I just don't believe how these schemes work. So mm -hmm. we can maybe talk about more picking up stocks, what to sure. choose. And so we just take a promise from you that you're going to come back and sure, sure, uh, sure. definitely uh, talk about these depend. topics specifically. And uh, any last parting words for our listeners, for the new investors, for people who have just started to earn money, the graduates or someone who's in like middle of their career, like in their thirties and now they want to actually go ahead and start investing any final, final thoughts for them. Final uh, you know, uh, things that you have mentioned that, you know, uh, those advertisements have come even I uh, used to see these kind of investments in my life. And I, my investment journey has just started, you know, three to four years back. So for the first, you know, seven to eight years of my, uh, uh, working i have not saved anything you know uh, so it, it, yeah. it would not be right for my end to give <laughs> advice you know, go and start uh, investing because i have not uh, done in my life so yeah i mean whatever you can invest just uh, as priyanka rightly mentioned that just have some boundary around it whatever your expenses are and keep investing a, a little bit of your monthly salary so that you can have you can develop a habit of so, you know, and gradually True. you can increase your investments. And uh, I just wanted to share these things and a very happy Diwali to all your listeners. Thank you so uh, much, uh, Vibor. Keep uh, going, keep investing. That's what. Exactly. And to all our listeners, we'll list uh, all the handles that Vibor has so that you can reach out to him in case you want to suggest, you want to like uh, opt him for your personal financial um, <laughs> handling. <laughs> If you have that kind of money, of course, we can't. Uh, at least me can't. I, I'm not sure about Priya. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we will link all the ways you can contact Vibhor and seek personal help, personal guidance. Apart from that, enjoy your life. Ex spend things on, like spend money on yourself in your self-grooming, in your um, studies, in your certifications in increasing your capability so that you can have more of active income and hence the investment would increase, right? You cannot just keep earning 10,000, 20,000, 25,000 a month for years and think of creating wealth, right? So increase your skill set, invest on yourself so that your skill sets are groomed and uh, we'll have experts like before back on our show to talk yeah. more. Send us your questions and we'll try to address them in the next episode whenever we have it. 
with Vibhor. Yes, do send um, questions, guys, because um, uh, we really want Vibhor to come back to the show again while uh, we take the joy of having your queries with us. Any kind of feedback is appreciated. Sure. And the Dead Trap episode, Vibhor, it's pending on you. Because, yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, the youth and the people of our generation mostly, they're extensively using credit cards and they're always in some kind of debt. The bills are not paid. So <laughs> that is something you would <laughs> talk in detail uh, sure. sometime, some other time. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Vibhor, yeah. for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, Vibhor. Thank, Thank you, guys. Priyanka. Thank yes. you, everyone. Thank you, happy everyone. Diwali, very you. happy Diwali and uh, happy India-Pakistan match for everybody who are cricket <laughs> lovers around the world. So thank you. And all the best you. to UK people. Yeah, to find a new <laughs> president who's from India uh, or an Indian origin guy. But anyway. Prime Minister, yeah. Okay. Won't talk about it more until we have some news. Bye, Bye guys. Say that again, mate. See you all. Hey there, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just in case you liked the episode, do leave us a rating and follow us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. It'll be of great help if you share the podcast with your friends and tell them what podcast you're consuming. And you can also send us your questions, suggestions, feedbacks and AMAs at please say that again, mate at gmail.com or you can DM us on our Instagram. Our handles are there in the description of the show. And with that, I'll take your leave and see you again next week. Thank you.